franchising is the most misunderstood and most overlooked form of entrepreneurship. We're here to educate you and help you find the entrepreneur within. Franchising is not all about the French fries. We find that individuals who are exploring business ownership tend to have a lot of misperceptions and misunderstandings about the franchise industry. So what we want to do is help prospective business owners make confident and educated decisions before moving forward or not moving forward with the business. Welcome to Unpredicted Entrepreneur. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Unpredicted Entrepreneur. My name is Sarah Wasco and this is my colleague Roxanne Rapsky. And as you know, the premise or foundation of our show is to provide education, information, resources regarding business ownership. And so today I'm very delighted to welcome Holly Kaplan to our show. She is with Holly Kaplan Coaching, and she's a confidence coach. And we have a lot of commonalities in the types of clients that we work with. And so I really think you are going to enjoy her story and how she can assist prospective entrepreneurs. So Holly, welcome and tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to see both of your faces. Um, I'm lucky that we have a friendship. I'm very grateful for that. Yes, I'm a confidence coach, primarily for women who are over 40 and have been in corporate America, but they want to end their lives in corporate America and start over as entrepreneurs. So I I help coach them into that part of their career. Wonderful. So tell us a little bit more about the types of clients that come to you, kind of what is their thought process and what are they experiencing when they reach out to you? They are typically burned out. When they come to me, they're usually experiencing some type of pain. Maybe if they've worked for a big company for 20 or 25 years, and they feel like they're not growing anymore and they feel like they want to do something different, but they don't know how. Because when you've been doing the same thing for 25 years and schooled in corporate America, it's hard to think on your own. So when they come to me, they typically have ideas and have motivation, but they're like, I don't know where to start. And it can be overwhelming when you don't know where or how to start. So that's what we do. We get that going. So you can definitely coach them through that yes. because of your own experience. Yes. yes. So please tell us your story. I love your story. Oh, well, thank you. I was in <laughs> corporate America for 25 years, and I love this part. I started out selling long-distance business to business. Woohoo! So did I. I think it's so funny now because people don't do that anymore. Yeah, no. Nope. We got hung up on trying to schlep long distance, got thrown out of buildings for cold calling and all that good stuff. But yep. I ended up in medical device sales, so um, which is traditionally a male-dominated field. And I... I entered at medical device. I became one of the only female salespeople. Then I became a trainer. And then in 2007 here in Dallas, I became the first regional sales manager. And so I worked amongst a lot of terrific men. But as I entered the boardroom and spent more time in the boardroom, I found less and less women and found that the dynamics between myself and my colleagues, myself and my colleagues was different. Um, So I started to journal about my experiences being the only female in the boardroom. And I wrote a book about it. So tell us more about your book. Can I say the name of it? Yes, please. Y'all ready for some bad words? The name of my book is called Surviving the Dick Click, A Girl's Guide to Surviving the Male-Dominated Corporate World. So it's just a quick guide, and it has my experiences in it, 
my lessons and my rules for other women because when I wrote it, I figured other women coming up the ranks would have the same experiences and I wanted them to know how to handle it. And I had to name it that because it had to turn heads. Right. It had to turn heads. It couldn't just be women in business. It works. Thank you. Right. It couldn't just be stuff that happens. It had to be something that was really going to jolt them and evoke emotion. So how long was that transition process for you? So when, when you first started feeling this way and you first started journaling, mm-hmm. what was that process? How long did that take? And kind of walk us through some of that. That's a great question. I think it started around 2010. It did when I started to really recognize that a lot of these interactions with people I was having were not normal. They weren't typically the way I would communicate. Uh, I'm a collaborative thinker. I'm a collaborative doer. And in my experience working with people on my team, it wasn't like that. There was a lot of bullying, shaming, and ranking. And it took me a while to absorb that. I didn't really understand it. So come 2010, that's when I started journaling and started thinking the way of managing people like this and treating each other is not right. The culture that I'm in is not right. And so I began the process and the journaling helped me get there. The more I wrote, the more I realized this is not in line with who I am and how I want to manage people and work for an organization. So it did take me some time. And like I said earlier, when you've been with the same company for so long, you don't really know anything different except what you're in. So journaling is what started my process of realizing that I needed something different. And I encourage anyone else to do the same thing. Did you have to hire a coach? I did. That's a great question. Yes. Um, Gosh, four years ago, maybe three years ago, I hired a coach because I was ready to make the change myself out of corporate into doing my own thing. And I knew I couldn't do it alone. So I hired a coach and I'm very proud of her. She's not coaching anymore because she just got her own show on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Wow. So uh, yeah, I'm really proud of her for that. Yeah. That's That's fantastic. So Holly's our guest on our podcast, but Holly has her own podcast. Um, And so you had a moment where you decided it was time to move Mm -hmm. on. You kind of tell a little story about thinking about this for a while Mm -hmm. and some of the experiences that you had, Mm -hmm. but then not doing anything Mm -mm. about that. So kind of build on that a little bit more. Kind of tell us some of your thought process, what you were doing and kind of how you had your moment and then tell us a little bit about your podcast. Oh, my moment. I had to get mad. I had to get mad. And uh, probably about 15 years ago when I had just moved to Dallas area, I was schlepping medical devices. I was in my car. It was hot. I was driving home in traffic from a long day. And I remember thinking, what am I doing this for? Like, I love what I'm selling, but what is my purpose? My purpose isn't to sit in traffic all day. It just didn't feel fulfilling. So I joke about this because even though I realized it back then, I was like, I got to make changes, but I didn't do anything. I didn't change a thing. Although I had the realization that I needed something different, I didn't do anything. So here I am 15 years later doing the same thing, driving in traffic, you know, sweating in my car, going into accounts, dealing with customers. And I realized that was when I had to get a coach because I had had enough. And that was my GTFO. That was my GTFO moment. I remember I got in my car after a sales call. It was hot. I looked at my iPhone and I had a text from my boss and I cringed because I knew what she needed. And I got an email from a customer who was frustrated. And I was like, I'm out y'all. I am done. This is my GTFO. And that's the name of her podcast. (laughs) That's the the name of my podcast. So now I interview people because I want to hear about their GTFO moments because everybody has one. Everyone makes a decision that changes their life trajectory. And I'm fascinated with that moment. 
I love that. And so I really enjoy hearing you tell that story about your experience in medical device sales. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy hearing you talk about working in the long distance world because I did the same. Mm -hmm. And so I'm dating myself as well. I was helping get people on the internet before I left AT&T. That's groundbreaking. Email and all of those sorts of things. But I feel like a lot of people will resonate with what you said about feeling like they need to make a change, Mm -hmm. but not actually doing it, not taking those steps to do it. It takes a lot of courage. But I think if the pandemic taught us anything, I am experiencing Mm -hmm. more conversations, I think, Mm -hmm. with people who realized how quickly things can change Mm -hmm. and how much they don't have control over And so whether it's getting out of something or maybe going into something else or expanding income streams, diversifying, trying something new, I think there's a lot of those thoughts are on people's minds right now. Are you hearing that from the clients that you work with? All the time. Okay. And it's funny because it's run its course. At the beginning of the pandemic, we were talking about this kind of stuff, like people need to make change, but they were still waiting to see if they were going to be hired back by their company or find a new job. And here we are 18 months out. And now they're like, oh my God, I have got to do something because I have to be able to rely on myself and not anyone else. Yes. For my income and my career. So um, yes, most of my clients are in that exact position. Do you feel like most people that come to you have an idea of what they want to do on the other side Mm -hmm. or that they just come to you and they're like, I just know I need to get out and I have no idea. And when they have no idea, do you have tools to help them try to figure out what that is? I love that question. I love that question because I get both. I have individuals who come to me who have an idea but don't know how to get started. And I have a program for that. It's called Kick-Ass Confidence Program. Go figure. But then I have another program. There's a theme. There's a theme. There's a lot of bad words. It's a good thing we're not drinking right now because this could be a lot worse. Uh, uh, My other program is called The Purpose Project. And that helps women and men both. I've helped men also who don't know quite what they want to do yet. So we look at their purpose, we look at their core, we look at their background, we look at what fulfills them, and then we vet out different ideas, and then we get started, and then we take them down a path. Is there an average amount of time that you can say that that, once somebody picks up the phone and just basically says, Holly, help, right? That's Mm -hmm. what they're asking for. Mm -hmm. Holly, help. Um, Is it all different, or is there like an average amount of time that, like, wow. Is that a three-month process, a six-month process? Like, this is a process. From when they inquire about it to getting started or from when they start to finish? When they inquire about it to getting started. Probably, typically the next week. Typically, they're at a point where they are so ready to make changes that they're just ready to pull the ripcord. They're really? like, when can I get on the schedule? Yeah. And wow. then once they're in process with you, yeah. how long does that take? But Another good question. The Purpose Project is eight weeks where we kind of redefine where they want to go. And the other one, which is kick-ass confidence is 12 weeks. So that one's more in depth. That one's more marketing. That one's more logo. That one is more getting the darn thing launched. Gotcha. So Mm -hmm. you have weekly calls with your clients, I I absolutely do. Yeah. Yeah. We we have a set call every week for an hour and we review what the client did the week before, where we're going, what we're doing, what held us back, what's working for us, what's not. And then we set three more goals for the next week. So we're always moving. We're always, we're so always moving forward. There's accountability. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is what most of us need. I know. Absolutely. Look, I do too. I, I have to have a coach also because we need to help each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that really plays into the whole just 
thought process of, of making that commitment to leave. Yeah. And to your point, that's interesting that, that they're mentally there mm -hmm. when they reach out to you. So you don't have people really calling you that are, that are not sure they've, they've really decided it's time for a change. Yeah. It's time for a change. And they're ready to invest in themselves or like, let's go. And it's like you and I were talking about yesterday. People don't like getting uncomfortable. Right. No. You have to be ready to get uncomfortable yes. to get this type of change and know that feeling uncomfortable is completely normal. That's how growth happens. I know. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the biggest challenges that you think that your clients end up facing through this process? In the beginning, it's limiting beliefs all day long, all day long. The reason why they haven't started their businesses yet or approached ideas is because they have limiting beliefs, um, meaning they feel like they can only do so much or they're not good enough or someone in their work history said they weren't smart enough or didn't reach a goal. So they come to me thinking, thinking they can't do things. So we have to work on those first because if you're going to be a business owner, you have to overcome the way you think about yourself. So oh, so true. That. Yeah, there's that. And there's also, so Sarah and I referred to that as head trash. Yeah. Um, but there's also well-meaning friends and family mm -hmm. that yeah. can either help us or not. Yeah. Can't listen to the naysayers. We call those ambushers. They yeah. are. They are. You've got to tune out the, why would you? Why can't you? You should stay with XYZ Corporation. You've been there 30 years. Yes. We'll get the pen and the pension. Stay. Yeah. And you're like, uh-uh. No. Get the gold right watch. The sunset. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I even had situations like that. First of all, from parents, and to Roxanne's point, they're well-meaning, but they were raised in a different era mm -hmm. and not the risk-taking, do-your-own-thing era, the more stay with the company and mm -hmm. retire, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But then I even had my own situation where I was dissatisfied in the work that I was doing, um, frustrated, was commenting, complaining to my husband, and he, he said, well, just stick it out. They're paying you. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to look at the bright side of the situation. I was able to have a flexible schedule and still be a stay-at-home mom and earn a decent income, mm -hmm. but I didn't like the environment, even though when this was part of the problem, I would say I was isolated. I had a home office, but this was before the pandemic, so mm -hmm. it wasn't as easy to do that. Mm -hmm. And they were all in Maryland, and I just really didn't feel like I was part of anything. Yeah. And it was um, kind of eye-opening when things changed with that company, but I felt like it was what needed to happen to get me um, to make that change and move on. But I needed that kick in the pants because otherwise it was just trying to keep content and not complain because I would remind myself, oh, you know, my friends would be so happy if they were in an environment where they could still be stay-at-home moms and still make an income. And mm -hmm. I need to be satisfied with that. But I just wasn't. It just, I wasn't fulfilled. You had a GTFO moment, Miss Sarah. I did. You did. I did. I didn't know it, but I did. That was a long time ago. So um, really uh, fun to just kind of visit with you about your clients. So is, do you only work with women? You mentioned working with some men, too. I work with men too, and that is becoming more and more common because okay. guess what? More men want to get out too. They're tired. Okay. They're burned out. And once you hit the magical age of 40 to 50, things change. Yeah. Things change in what organizations want from you, and the individual changes. Or, you know, They're not so sure that they want to be involved in that large company anymore. So men are now approaching me about confronting their limiting beliefs and figuring out what kind of business they want to go into. We all deserve it. We all deserve to be able to do this. Yeah. 
I agree. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes men, you know, it, it, it seems that it's typically the, the male, not always, that's the breadwinner. Um, sometimes it's the, the mother or mm-hmm. the wife or the female partner, the other partner. Um, I think it's harder sometimes for them because they feel like they have more responsibility, mm-hmm. might not be as easy. But the other thing that we're seeing on the flip side of that and I wonder if any of these people come to coach you, is we see the stay-at-home parents that are like, okay, I'm ready to do something yeah. now. I gave up my career. I've raised the children. The children are getting older. Yep. I might not want to go back full-time. So we're even seeing couples get involved in businesses together where they can both kind of contribute a little bit. Are you working with any of those types of clients? I am. I, I have a lot of women that are clients that have come out of being stay-at-home moms in there in their mm-hmm. late 40s and 50s. They're yeah. like, what now? You know what? Yes. Yeah. Kids what am I don't supposed need to do? Mom yeah. as much anymore yeah. at home. Yeah. 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 So they do have to have a supportive spouse. And I love what you're saying that the couple could go in business together. Yeah. I think that's a terrific idea. And sometimes it doesn't start out that way. You know, sometimes one of the spouses kind of almost comes kicking and screaming a little bit, but then they get involved in the process and they, it starts to open their eyes about the mm-hmm. possibilities. And then they find mm-hmm. something that like speaks to their heart and they're like, oh, I could do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what do you think the, the, um, disadvantages of ignoring this, these GTFO moments? Like, what if you don't reach out? What if you don't make this change and you do what Sarah did? You talk yourself into being compliant and content. What's the, what, what are the negative outcomes of that? Are there negative? Oh my gosh. Yes. Are they, are there? Yes. Um, you lose your self-confidence. You don't do what you really want to do. You lose your self-confidence. You don't feel good emotionally. You don't feel fulfilled. You don't like getting up for your job every day. Do you have you had that feeling? You wake up, you're like, oh, jeez, and you don't you don't get the growth and development that you really want. You're not going to be satisfied. You're going to be a lot happier if you do make those changes. I advise my clients to make a list of things that will happen to them if they don't make those changes. Oh, that's great. Because mm-hmm. I want them to feel like what it's going to feel like for the next 10, 15 years if you stay in what you're doing right now. How are you going to feel? What's it going to do for you? What's it not going to do for you? Well, I think we talked about this yesterday a little bit too on the story about trying to just be content in, what I, in my situation and what I had. Then things changed and it was not a place that I should be staying. They cut my salary in half. So it was a way to avoid unemployment, but then decide, oh, you know, we don't really need her anymore. So they cut my salary in half. And I thought, I'm better than this, but I needed that confidence. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'll go look for another job. I didn't know what I, what kind of business I would own, like many of our clients. So I was going to go look for another job. Mm-hmm. Well, at the time I was in my late 40s and I thought, okay, well, I can stay here for another two, three, five years But kind of what you're saying, Holly, like what's going to happen after that? Am I going to be satisfied in that amount of time or am I going to be in the exact same place that I'm in now? And that was really my aha moment, if you will, because then I was thinking, well, then I'll be over 50. And back then, 50 was kind of the magic number. I don't know that it necessarily is anymore, but then then I'm not going to get a job. And so if not now in terms of going into my own business, which at that time that I made that change was FranNet back in 2012. If not now, then when would I do it? Like, when is a better time for me to do it? Right. There's no perfect time. There's not. We have these conversations with our clients. If you're waiting for the moon and the sun and the stars and everything to align correctly, 
it's never going to happen. There's never a perfect time. I mean, Mm-mm. I've had clients that are having babies and starting businesses at the same time. I mean, mm-hmm. you just figure out a way to deal with it because mm-hmm. life is going to happen to all of us. No matter, no matter what's going on, there's never like a calm, like the seas just, there's no waves in the sea, right? <laughs> One day the waves just stop coming, right? It just doesn't happen. Yeah. And I, I think a good analogy for that is it, when families are deciding if they want to have children, you look at it on paper and you think, does this make sense? And can we afford mm-hmm. it? And how is all this going to align? And are you just wake up one day and realize, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> that happens oh, too. Okay. Uh-huh. We get that. Yeah. Yeah. And probably people don't wake up one day and go, uh-oh, I'm buying a business. But maybe they do. I don't know. But just to the point of if you do try to plan and make everything fit perfectly in its own little box, to Roxanne's point, the waves are just not going to stop. Life is going to continue. Mm-hmm. And one of the decisions that you have to make is, I'm going to make this work. Doesn't matter what's thrown at me. I'm going to put my effort into this. I'm going to grow this business and I'm going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Very true. Is there, if someone's listening to this, whoever's listening to this right now, if someone's listening, they're thinking, gosh, that's really resonating with me. Is there, are there one or two things that you, like tips that you would give someone or, or books to read, like some type of advice to get them between feeling the way that they're feeling and picking up that phone and making that phone call? Is there something that you could? I would them? have to go back to what I said before, and that's make a list of the things that will happen to you if you do not make changes. Okay. And that's when you need a coach. That's how you know. And then you make the call and we do a consultation and we customize the program that's best for you out of the both that I have. So if someone wanted to find you to reach out to you and get help, how would they reach you, Holly? Good question. Two places, hollycaplan.com, and that's Kaplan with a C, C-A-P-L-A-N, and I'm very active on LinkedIn, and it's under my name on LinkedIn, so they can reach out to me there too. Okay. Wonderful. Are there any other questions? I don't. Holly, we're so grateful that you joined us today. Um, Took time out of your your schedule to just share with us some of what is happening with the clients that you're working Mm -hmm. with and how you guide them through some of those big decisions in life. Because obviously making a big decision uh, with a career um, has a big impact on their future and family. And so it's really great to know that there's somebody out there that can assist those people with with that. We appreciate you. you so much for taking the time to come and visit with us and speak to our guests. And those of you that are listening, thank you so much for tuning in. You can find Sarah and I on LinkedIn, Sarah Wasco and Roxanne Rapsky. You can also find us on our YouTube channel, FranNet of Dallas, Fort Worth, and Oklahoma. Thank you for your attention today. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.